Hospitals and other healthcare organizations across the nation are struggling to keep up with the ever-evolving cyber threat landscape. So how are hospitals in Texas dealing with these challenges? I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Fernando Martinez, Senior Vice President and Chief Digital Officer at the Texas Hospital Association and President and CEO of the Texas Hospital Association Foundation. Fernando will be speaking to us about the efforts by the Texas Hospital Association in trying to reduce health data breaches and improve cybersecurity of hospitals in Texas. So now, Fernando, what are some of the trends that you're seeing in Texas related to health data breaches and security incidents being reported by hospitals and other healthcare entities in the state? And are the trends in Texas any different than what we're seeing elsewhere across the country? Great way to uh, start is by answering the latter part of your question, which is, uh, are the trends in Texas any different than what we're seeing around the country? And the the broad answer is no. Texas is very representative of what's going on in the rest of the country, although Texas is arguably the largest single hospital association in the country. In in regards to membership, we have uh, close to 500 member hospitals. Our issues are very much the same as you see uh, throughout the country. Our rural, our critical access hospitals, uh, the for-profits, the non-profits, the big systems, the standalone hospitals, all challenged by the same type of circumstances. We're working hard to help our members across a variety of areas, including advocacy efforts uh, where legislative concerns are, trying to help uh, promulgate laws that help around cybersecurity. We have a very good educational organization that does a number of of venues for members to get involved and learn and ask questions and be able to get exposed to what other members are doing. And of course, we have organizations that we partner. We have a, a, a vendor endorsement company within THA called HealthShare where we identify vendors that our member hospitals can use that provide services to help them prepare, for example, where risk assessments and where uh, risk management is concerned around cyber threats. We've got partners and organizations that we talk to. Clearwater Compliance, for example, which is a national company that deals with managing, identifying and managing risks. So a lot of the issues that you see around the country are the issues that our members are dealing with and whether it's from a solutions point of view, an education point of view, or an advocacy point of view, our job is to help our members be prepared and respond to and hopefully not have to respond to by avoiding all of these cyber incidents and threats that you see all over the news. So now, Fernando, with that said, when you talk to hospital leaders in your state, what are the top challenges that they're dealing with in terms of trying to stay ahead of cyber threats and addressing these cybersecurity issues? What is it that they're struggling with? A recent uh, meeting uh, hosted by our CEO, CEOs of of large systems and uh, the big section of our membership yielded a really interesting conversation. Our CEO was asking, well, what's keeping you up at night? And this is a question directed at hospital CEOs and system CEOs. And uh, to his amazement, what they all, a very common comment from the majority, if not all of them, was, well, cybersecurity is keeping us up at night. The security of our information, 
being able to uh, to keep our hospitals open and running. I know that that's a really big pain point for our hospitals, and we're, we're seeing a great deal of interest on how it is that we can help our members deal with that. A lot of these smaller hospitals, if they're crippled by a ransomware incident, you know, might not be able to financially recover and, and end up closing their doors. So we see within our membership this really important driving need to help our hospitals hopefully avoid and should they be exposed to uh, to recover from these issues. That's Our big concern is making sure that our members can continue to support and serve their core mission of patient care. We've had member hospitals that have been hit by ransomware, as have other hospitals in the country, and they've actually faced and, and had to deal with chasing things, solutions, and and the responses that they were ill-prepared for, and that includes things like, uh, you know, where do I get Bitcoin in order to pay a, one of these uh, nefarious threat perpetrators whatever I need to in order to get uh, decryption keys, and that ranges all the way to once I have the decryption keys, how in the world do I get everything decrypted and get back to business? So we're very concerned for the well-being of our members. We're very concerned about the fact that these threat actors have been so successful and the fact that they're so creative in coming at our members from so many different directions. So, Fernando, you mentioned that your organization is an advocacy group. It represents uh, hospitals in the state. What are some of the things that you're doing in terms of working with hospitals in your state to help prevent data breaches and bolster cybersecurity? I know there's other things that you that your organization deals with beyond cybersecurity, but maybe you can give us a sense of how that might be ramping up in terms of the focus and the attention that cybersecurity is getting from your organization and some of the things that you're doing to help the hospitals in your state. A lot of this is around education. If there was a technical silver bullet, I think everybody would have already deployed it. What we find is that as you analyze these cyber incidents, almost always the end user was the source of uh, the majority of the problems. And of course, and it's all over the news, the most common exploit vector is via phishing emails where organizations get emails and an unsuspecting employee clicks on a link and the net result is that malware gets installed on their computer or somehow they, uh, without knowingly, give up their credentials and then that subsequently leads to someone coming into into their organization and carrying out some exploit. What we're doing includes, for example, we just wrapped up, THA launched an inaugural IT security conference where we brought in the IT leaders, uh, especially the ones focused on security from our member hospitals, and we paired them up with a great lineup of speakers that included experts on cyber liability insurance, different member CISOs, Chief Information Security Officers, that that presented anecdotal experiences around how they dealt with these uh, exploits, how they were perpetrated, and how they recovered, and to the, also to the extent of expanding educational efforts to our members directly by providing services around, let's say, simulated phishing email testing is something that, that we provide for our members. If members want to uh, send these uh, simulated phishing emails to their employees, in order to help train them how to identify phishing emails and to educate them in good cybersecurity hygiene 
what to do, what not to do, what's appropriate in terms of evaluating links and emails and whether opening an attachment or not, how to discern between one that might be and one that isn't, how to legitimately identify uh, credible sources of information versus not. So primarily what we're doing is we're working a lot where education is concerned, whether it's through webinars or whether it's through in-house training or through services like helping our members by providing a service that does simulated phishing email training to our membership to help their workforce get educated. We see the, the biggest area that we need to focus on is helping our hospitals gain awareness, train their workforce, and simply become more cyber savvy, like I mentioned earlier, to develop very good cybersecurity hygiene. So now, Fernando, you mentioned the educational efforts underway, and you also mentioned that there really isn't a silver bullet in terms of technology. But with that said, are there any technologies that are emerging or evolving or perhaps that are being overlooked by organizations in your state that you think could assist them in their efforts more so than perhaps they're being used right now? I was at HIMSS earlier this year, and when you walk around the vendor floor, there's hundreds of vendors that claim that they have these amazing solutions. The problem is that every time a good technical solution gets developed, the bad guys develop a countermeasure for it or some variant of whatever their original exploit was, and then they're back in business. What we continuously preach is you have to approach this from the perspective of all of the fundamentals. You need to Take the time to prepare your organization. You have to evaluate what are your data risks. You have to do the risk assessments, do the analysis of, of where the organization stands to uh, be weak and, and could improve, and then putting in a properly layered architecture of security products that includes having, for example, encryption on all of the devices, having appropriate second-factor authentication, especially for privileged access users and for vendors or third parties that work with the member hospitals, putting in place appropriate layers of security that includes antivirus on computers and on servers, intrusion prevention systems. It's the harmonious, the purposeful architecture of this layered security design that brings the, the greatest level of preparation for these organizations that just isn't a technical solution that I believe is sufficiently adequate to defeat these threat actors. If they're determined to get into an organization, they're going to get into an organization. I firmly believe that that's the case. So we need to be good at identifying it when they do get in, containing it, and making sure that the organization is able to continue their core mission to isolate and contain any threats of that nature. This is all purposeful, thoughtfully designed, well-communicated. It starts from good workforce education, good organizational preparation, self-awareness through, like I said, risk assessments and understanding where your data is and what your vendor partners are doing, and then just being prepared by knowing what's going on in your network and in your organization's network traffic, identifying when something's wrong, isolating it, and then dealing with responding to it. It's a complicated question there. There really isn't a silver bullet or an easy answer. This is all good, basic block and tackle. It requires constant nursing and feeding. 
Thanks, Fernando. I've been speaking to Fernando Martinez. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.